Hi, this is Richard Swartz with the Information Security and Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with Mr. Michael Jackson, the Associate Director of Technology Supervision Branch of the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. I wonder if we could start by estimating the impact on financial institutions of the California wildfires. Um, Richard, um, we had a little bit of information on that, and we know for certain that there were 19 FDIC-insured non-member banks that were closed temporarily. And um, we have information that approximately 100 bank branch facilities and potentially 50 credit unions were uh, in or very near the areas affected by the recent wildfires. Now, of those 19 that had to close, did they institute a instant response plan, a business continuity plan, disaster recovery, or do you know the level of response that they had to make? We don't know the exact level of response, but uh, we feel certain that uh, they instituted at least a certain form or certain degree of their business continuity plans, better known as the BCP. Um, for the ones that uh, may not, I'm sure that as the fire neared, that they uh, took a look at their plan and uh, started making preparations. All financial institutions are required to have a BCP. Now, the FDIC has prepared a very good booklet on BCP. I was wondering if you could summarize for our listeners some of the recommendations that you provide for uh, the BCP process. Sure. Um, The goal of the BCP is to minimize financial losses to the institution and to be able to continue to serve customers and financial markets with minimal disruption. Within that, also, um, the banks need to gauge the risk to employees. Uh, The BCP should consider risk to the entire business process, including business functions, infrastructure, systems, procedures, and uh, people. Uh, The BCP, actually, when you have those for institution, it should be an enterprise-wide strategy. and also begins with a business impact assessment. We talk about identify, assess, and prioritize all business functions, and so on. And uh, those are the uh, business impact analysis. Uh, we have some bullets that are highlighted in our book. Um, also, um, the plan should document the strategies and procedures to recover, resume, and maintain all critical business functions and processes. It should also consist of testing and monitoring uh, or business impact analysis and also uh, consider enterprise-wide. Um, in the testing, um, you can do a form of testing. You can test cycles. You can test, have a different scope. You know, the the bank or the institution can set the objectives for the testing and the strategies and what, the, what they would expect for results. And also they need to uh, weigh in assumptions uh, into those uh, testing policies and strategies. Are there any particular lessons that we can learn from the reactions of financial institutions to these wildfires? Uh, Richard, I believe it's a little too soon for that, uh, to draw conclusions on the bank's reactions to that, but I'm sure we will have some lessons that we can learn. Um, If you take uh, the fires, they were widespread, and they covered, I think, somewhere around seven counties, and um, that may have uh, impact on banks that maybe had a strategy where they would relocate or resume operations in another county. So I'm sure there's going to be some lessons, but it's still too soon for that. However, the scope of this event was geographically limited and temporary, and it did actually, by by that means, it reduced the overall impact uh, of the event. Now, if you were to send out an examiner to a bank or other financial institution that you regulate, what would that examiner be looking for specifically in terms of the BCP or disaster recovery plan to ensure that it's well thought out and will be successful? 
as I said before, you look at how they actually uh, developed the plan, if they actually started with a business impact analysis, and how they went through to actually identify and assess and prioritize the business functions, how they identified the processes and the people in the systems, how they looked at interdependencies to support those business functions, either on-site or at a, another location or backup location. And also, the examiner wants to look at potential threats and that the bank well thought out all the potential threats that they could think of. And then uh, also the potential impact of disruptions to the business functions and if they were um, a temporary uh, disruption or a long-term disruption. And also uh, determine allowable downtime and recovery time. What's a, what's a good downtime for a bank? You have to consider that and also the business lines that they have. And how long will it really take to recover? Can they recover fully or partially and at uh, remote locations? And then once they determine that, we would like for the bank to actually consider are they going to continue operations at that remote facility or are they going to um, resume operations at their permanent location or do they have to look for an alternate location? So those are some of the things we would look at. Also, when there's an event like the fire, for instance, we would look at the procedures that the banks employ to make decisions. Did they decide to stay where they are? Did they decide to invoke the BCP or portion of the BCP? And how were those decisions supported later? Were they the right decisions? And also, if they had to invoke the BCP, how were they operating? Did they operate as anticipated, or did they have glitches in there? And we expected those things to be documented. And basically, uh, once they document that, they have lessons that they have to learn from those events. And also, do they need to revise their plan based on the results of going to the BCP? You know, the threat landscape has certainly changed the past few years, post 9-11, and uh, California wildfires is probably a good example. But the pandemic uh, influenza outbreaks and other disease outbreaks are certainly receiving a lot of attention. Has the FDIC done anything in preparing other institutions, or do you have any guidance that banks can rely upon in preparing for major disasters or pandemics? Yeah, the FDIC, as well as the other banking regulatory agencies, will uh, be uh, actually uh, implementing some guidance, and we will issue that, uh, I would say, in the near future. But some of the things that we have talked about uh, with that, we would expect institutions to actually have a, pre a preventive program that they would actually monitor uh, potential outbreaks and also start begin educating their employees. We expect the institution to have a documented strategy that provides for scaling their pandemic efforts, and so they are consistent with the efforts of a particular stage of the outbreak. Also, we expect the institution to have a comprehensive framework of facility systems or procedures, procedures such as social distancing, telecommuting, redirecting customers, and also operating from alternative sites. They need a test program to ensure the institution's pandemic planning practice and capabilities are effective and will allow critical operations to continue. They need an oversight program to ensure the ongoing review and updates to the pandemic plan. Those are some of the things that uh, we will send out as guidance uh, to the industry and we would expect the institution to employ. Aside from IT, what, what are the essential elements for a successful BCP? We believe that... Um, a lot of organizations, I think that they've gotten it now that it is an enterprise-wide solution and that they have to look at the whole enterprise and what business units or elements are critical. 
and how they can actually support those in different scenarios. Well, Mr. Jackson, thank you for your time today. It's been excellent information. I'm sure our banks and financial institutions will be happy to know that the FDIC is planning on releasing some guidance. So thank you for listening to another podcast with the Information Security and Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or to find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance community, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.